Welcome to the Too Rich to Miss podcast with your host, Mr. Too Rich, your Southern urban voice, a place where relevant, rich conversations are had with professionals providing insights and innovative solutions that will help you move your business, career, and life to the next level. Here's your host. Thank you so much for checking out the Too Rich to Miss podcast episode this week. We have an amazing episode for you today. We have Bianca from the Please Don't Kick Me Out podcast. And she goes in and she's talking to us about defining your own success, imposter syndrome, and quite a few other things. An amazingly good conversation. Let's check it out. The Too Rich to Miss podcast. Maybe so. I'm just very, but he has duty, so that means I have to pick him up tomorrow. But I mean, right. I'm just happy for them to be back because they were part of that um, incident. So. Oh right, right. right yeah, right. yeah. So <laughs> it's been like the craziest year being a military spouse. That's for sure. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, um, yeah, because I mean, I have a younger brother that's uh, he's in the Marines, but yeah. he's just single, so it's <laughs> he, he's on the good side, he's just living the life. You know, just doing- yeah, my husband was like, uh, you know, honestly, this deployment because he's a uh, he's he's career Navy, so he was oh, enlisted okay. for eight years and then he went uh, commissioned, went to OCS, and so he's considered a Mustang or whatever you call that. And oh, okay. uh, okay. and so he's got like a such an amount of respect for the sailors and the enlisted people that he works with and all that as a commissioned officer. But he said, nah, like, uh, he's like, I don't get to do any port calls, I don't get to do anything fun. He's like, this is my I'm done after this. No more deployments. I'm out at 20. Oh, wow. I'm dropping my package. I'm done. Right, um, right. But uh, yeah, so at this point, like, we're all just like, oh my God, can you just deploy already? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he'll deploy next month and then um, we'll see. We'll kind of see what happens from there. But like, as in, in terms of the pandemic and kind of all of that, I've really kind of found my calling coming out of marketing, getting into podcasting. And now I do a lot of uh, fleet and family support. So um, I do a lot of, I do a lot of spouse coaching. Um, You know, I don't get paid for anything like that, but I definitely have kind of found that like the underserved community in my community is the spouses. And so, um, especially without like with, with COVID and all of that, there hasn't been um, a chance for a lot of these people to get together and air their grievances and, and, Mm. and share their concerns. And, you know, there's only so much that sending them a YouTube link is going to help them with. Right. So, um, Totally that agree. human connection, they're feeling a, quite a loss of that. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on my husband's ship right now to kind of get that going. So we'll see. That is really cool because that kind of goes right into what we yeah. were talk, what we're going to be talking about. Awesome. Uh, because I was, because uh, what I'm really doing here with uh, with my podcast, with the Two Rich to Miss podcast, yeah. I'm a voiceover artist. Yep. And uh, so in addition to that, um, I, I talk. Yeah. You know, and I tend to like to talk. Uh, so, <laughs> so I figured, you know, let's do this podcast thing as well. But in the midst of it, as I listen to other podcasts, I noticed that we don't really get a lot of people that talk about the good pivots, you mm-hmm. know, in the midst of everything that's going on. I mean, of course, yeah, everybody talk about the billionaires, but mm-hmm. there are people making good, solid pivots and going into wonderful, fulfilling things like what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, because uh, when you responded, because uh, I want to start talking to actually professionals and people that's doing stuff. Yeah. 
I didn't get a chance to listen to your podcast. I was looking down the list. And I'm like, wow, she's talked to a lot of great people. And, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I'm a, I got it in my list. So when I'm, when I'm yeah, out. Yeah, and I would love to interview you sometime if you'd like. And that would give your yeah. podcast some exposure as well. And we can kind of um, do that together. I mean, like that would be no problem. We can set that up after this or, or whatever. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was listening to yours and I, 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 your pivot, what you ended up pivoting to, I think is really great because yeah. you're right. There is not a lot of positive. There's a lot of negative. I'm bored. My freedoms. I don't want to wear a mask. Blah, 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 blah. And there's not a lot of like, if you're, I, I have this saying and I've said it resoundingly, um, you know, every single episode, every single interview I've done where if you're not coming out of this a better person than like one, you're not my people. And two, like now is the time for the uncomfortable conversations. Now is the time to, to really open your eyes to so much stuff. And so, um, you know, my, my, my podcast is kind of twofold where I started as, as my own passion project just to kind of keep busy. Mm-hmm. And then it's evolved into this platform for, okay, well, I don't like that. So I'm pissed off about that. So I'm going to have a bonus episode about, you know, if uh, black lives don't matter, then neither do all and point blank. And I kind of made that as like a, Hey, like your, your black friends are busy. Like, like let them, like you don't, you need to educate yourself. And so a lot of stuff has kind of sparked off. That's actually the kickoff point of where it really took off because it, it was just so timely. And, um, and I, you know, I've interviewed so many different people. Um, I've interviewed transgender people. I've interviewed people who are struggling with their sexuality and people who um, have pivoted their career so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but the resounding thing is that this feeling of imposter syndrome, which is what my podcast is about. Right. It, if you're f- truly doing what you're meant to be doing every day, then you don't feel that anymore because you're not trying to be a wolf in sheep's clothing. You are truly being your authentic self. And, and, um, and that's kind of where I'm at. And like, so that's kind of people are like, man, you've been so strong. Like, well, therapy's great. And also trauma. (laughs) So, um, but you know, it's all about how you come out of it on the other end. And so, um, yeah, that's podcasting has been a pretty great, a pretty great use of my time because I've definitely been alone for a lot of it. Right. So, so you were a marketing director before that. So you mm-hmm. went to college and there's a four year mm-hmm. degree and, mm-hmm. uh, where were you on? What were you doing? Were you into the advertising or SEO or what were you so doing? So I actually, I went to, I went to college. I was an art major originally oh, and, okay. uh, I went to the university of Northern Colorado. I really was interested in graphic design. I really wanted to do that. I thought that was my calling. I was very creative art, yeah. loved it, was really interested in it. Took one semester and I was like, this is not for me like I this is really 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 hard like I why I I had to try so much harder to be creative than it felt like the other kids around me who were just acing this and I was like clearly I'm maybe this is not my calling so Mm -hmm. I actually became a radio DJ my freshman year there was the radio station was across the street from my dorm and I really loved it and people were like man you like definitely don't have the face for radio but you do have the voice for it and I was (laughs) like okay I don't really know what that means but all right Yeah, it's kind of like, thank you, You're I like, think. <laughs> yeah, but I've always been just like you, comfortable talking to just anyone who will listen. I'm right. very communicative. And, you know, I was, in, I was a newspaper in high school. I was that level of nerd. And, right. um, and so I kind of just, I wanted to do that. But I felt like radio didn't really have enough uh, bandwidth behind it anymore because everything was getting, um, you know, at the time, I, I graduated in 2010. So everything was uh, conglomerizing and becoming like Clear Channel and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and, and I was like, I don't want to be part of that. So I actually 
decided my sister was in advertising and I thought, well, maybe I'll do that. And so I, I, I wanted to do more of the public relations and then marketing just kind of fell into it. Uh, after college, I, I had to do a hire me campaign just to even get a job mm -hmm. at an internship. And then that turned into a job at an advertising agency. And I knew the second that I got that job that I was like, I don't fit in here. Like, oh, okay. I don't, this is not this. Mm -mm. Yep. I felt that there was a level of pretentiousness in advertising that I it wasn't me. It didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel real. And but I was too young to know any better. And I was too young to know kind of that I could go to HR and talk about my ear, you know, my grievances with my boss, or I could go do those things. So mm -hmm. um, as a millennial, I'm 31. But as a millennial, mm -hmm. and you're 22, starting out in a career, like. You, you just kind of hop around, you make a lot of mistakes. And mm -hmm. I just continued to kind of hop here and there, did some contract work here and there. But overall, um, I mean, I've even worked for myself and so all sorts of stuff. But um, my husband, when I met my husband, I had actually quit my, I was at an agency for three years and mm -hmm. I, and I, they, they said, there's no more room for advancement. We're not giving you a raise. You didn't earn it, and 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 all this stuff. And 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 I said, I've given you three years of my life. Like three, mm -hmm. you've you've seen three pivotal years of my twenties. That's a lot of change in someone's <laughs> life. Yeah, and if I stick around here, what am I doing? Like I'm just going to be a social media account manager for sixty plus accounts for another year. Like I can't do this anymore. So right. I quit my job. I was guns blaring. Like I'm done. I'm out of here. Like I right. can't do this. Nothing lined up had enough in savings as you know, as a 27 year old could thankfully. Um, but I quit my job and I took a solo trip to Chicago and kind of thought maybe I'll move or maybe I'll get out of Denver. Cause I'm, that's where I'm from. I'm from Denver oh, originally. Okay. And uh, I thought maybe I'll move. And uh, I met my husband just coincidentally like coming back when I was logging out of all my crap, we had reconnected and he was like, what are the odds? And then he was like, can you wait to move two more years? Like I promise just two more years. And, right. and th that was it. And, um, you know, meeting someone that really champions who you are, because I think a lot of my life, I was so afraid of being who I am and mm, being yeah. really confident in my boisterousness, my uniqueness, the fact that I dress like Miss Frizzle and like, I love color and, right. and, and all of that. I, you know, I, I never really embraced that. So when we PCS for we um, permanent change duty stationed to San Diego last January was when we started that transition. Mm. Um, he, my husband said, whenever I PCS, I always change something about myself that I didn't like. And he said, I, he said, it's not to say that I rewrite myself. I just, I want to work on a habit that maybe I want to like change. Right, so when he moved right, right. To, from Hawaii to Denver, it was, I want to meet my, my person. That, that was easy. He met me. When right. we moved to San Diego, he said, what, what is it that you'd like to change? And I said, I'd like to just be comfortable being myself. Okay. And I, and I don't want to have to back down or whatever, you know, and I, and so I really leaned into that last year. And I ended up getting the marketing director job pretty immediately. Um, okay. I, I had I, suddenly I was a big fish in a small pond. Right. And it, for even though San Diego's huge, I had ten years under my belt, and it was and it spoke volumes. It was all this digital stuff, and 
So I, um, I ended up getting hired as a marketing director for a B2B company that's a Fortune okay. 500 branch of a title and escrow company called Fidelity National Financial. And they okay. have a sister branch, which is Lawyer's Title, and I was the marketing director of Lawyer's Title San Diego. So I basically had to do a lot of online reputation. I, I just mm. did everything. I, I, was, I was a one-man band, one-man shop. I had right. one video guy. And we like totally had to overhaul SEO and do advertising and Facebook and all of that. And I was oh, just, wow. it was just me. I oh, was wow. the one pulling the strings. And then I had one creative person that worked for me and that was it. Oh, God. And, and it was, we, we produced over a hundred videos in oh, God. from April until January of, of this year. Mm. And, and, uh, we definitely, it was a lot. And, but then there was a level of feeling this kind of feeling of undervalue. Um, so I had taken what you would consider a pay cut and promised a raise before the end of the year. Mm. And that carrot kept getting dangled and dangled and dangled. And you would never do that to a man, but you do it to a woman. And I took the top end of my salary, but I did say, I do need to be making at least this amount by the end of the year. And what I realize now is that it didn't matter because I ended up going to my boss, practically having a mental breakdown in February, all this COVID stuff. I had so much on my plate. Now Mm. I was doing consulting. I was expecting to handle the promotional items people were freaking out because i was told i couldn't purchase anything else because we were on a hiring freeze i was being cut down to four 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 days a week versus five and i'm a marketing director and i had all this on my plate and i was like i i can't i i'm 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 at my wits end and my husband's deploying this year and this is a lot and you're not understanding this is a lot and i'm i i i just i can't and and my boss said okay like uh I'll pay you more. I'll pay you more. Okay, I, I got it. I'll pay you more. And okay. um, and, and now uh, all of a sudden, it's crazy then, that you got to have almost have a breakdown for him to say, "Oh, okay, here's and more he money." Said, no problem. And then he thought wow. about it for a week, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to set you free. Mm. I'm going to set you free because I, I don't think this is a good fit." So at the beginning of this pandemic, because this was around March time, mm-hmm. I got laid off, and my boss wow. said, "But I'll pay you through the end of the month." And you can take your time and you can look for a job and I'll give you a glowing recommendation and it's all great. And right before everything shut down in the state of California, I I had taken an interview with a boutique advertising agency that had said, oh my gosh, yeah, no, we didn't bat an eye at all at that, 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 that price. And I remember walking into that interview very sure of myself. Mm-hmm. I felt very confident. Right. And I thought, okay, this is mine if I get it. And pandemic hit and the weeks went by and I started working on this podcast. Right, and I right, thought, right. And I thought, I don't think I want to go back to an office for a bit. Like I just, yep, 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 it doesn't feel yep, right. Yep, yep. I mean, God, I wake up every day and I'm not stressed out. Man, mm. I get all this time like to think and be creative and go to therapy and take care of myself. I was able to do the doctor's appointments I haven't been able to do because I'm so busy. And it right, just it gave right, right. me this time to kind of introspect and think about, wait, what do I want from an employer? And yeah, yeah. and as a as a marketing professional and but also a military spouse, the military spouse portion was screaming at me saying they're not seeing your value and they're not understanding and you need an employer that's sensitive to it. So True. So there's been a lot of studies that have come out about spouses in terms of being underemployed, in terms of being seen as not so permanent, 
and um, being given different opportunities and being preyed on by multiple level marketing schemes and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And there's a big stigma on it. And so I was just thinking, I'm like, man, like, that's where my heart goes. My heart doesn't go to some B2B industry for real estate. It doesn't right. go to wanting to do these things. And I know it comes from a place of privilege to be able to say like, I don't need to go back to work right now, but I'm also moving to Hawaii next year. So it's like, right. I mean, well, what's but the what point if, of going to an office? <laughs> right. True, true, true. I mean, uh, well, yeah, I have a cousin that lives on, Ooh, I want to say he lives on the big Island. Um, whichever island he's on, he has an amazing house that's not too far from the beach. And yeah. uh, he's not complaining. He, <laughs> he's yeah. not complaining at all about being in Hawaii. Um, but uh, so, I mean, but you know what, though? It's interesting, though. Um, but I really don't think in your case it's not about, it's not about privilege. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you're edu- I mean, you educated yourself. You know, uh, you took advantage of of your opportunity. You know, you played what I like to call the corporate game. <laughs> you know, you got the experience that you needed. You know, and you just you were able to pivot into your passion, which is great. Yeah, it's really interesting um, that a lot of people don't do that. And I guess uh, some people it might be fear, um, mm-hmm. or some people just might not have the opportunity. Um, but I thought it was just really intriguing. So you actually now get to help other spouses like yourself mm-hmm. through your podcast. And so do you freelance since you uh, are a marketing professional and you, you I, know, I, and you know, so you're an SEO expert, so you can, no. <laughs> well, I've done, over, you know, I've done everything. I always say Jack of all trades, master a few. Um, okay. So I, I know, I know the basics of just simple marketing, right? This is more viral on this platform. This is more viral on that platform. If you do this, this should happen. Um, However, uh, I I don't freelance. I have before. Um, And at the time when I was working for myself, it was very hard to get people to pay me money. It's very hard to get people to say, well, why won't you do it for free? And and that's kind of where Mm -hmm. it can be fatiguing. So there was times where I just wasn't making very much money freelancing, but I wanted to build my portfolio up. The whole goal was I'm going to get to San Diego. I'm going to crush it. Right. So when I tell people, when they hear my story, I tell people that I got as, I got as high as I could go. And that was great. And even then I still felt like an imposter. So yep. my podcast being about imposter syndrome is this feeling of being found out to be a fraud, this yeah. phenomenon that you probably won't bring up until you had a couple beers with your buddies. And <laughs> when are they going to come in and just tell me like, get, get out, get out. We, oh. we figured it out. We figured it out. Today's the day. Bye-bye. And it was this thing that at first I thought it was only a woman thing. Like only women felt this way. Oh no. And then I was realizing, cause, cause you know, a lot of, a lot of my circle happens to be cisgendered straight white men who mm-hmm. are like machismo and that's not, I mean, my husband feels it in the military every day. He's like, I don't know mm-hmm. how I'm here, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, he, he goes to work and I'm like, we right, need yeah, you, yeah. you're the essential one. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I've, but it's been this really interesting conversation. And, and so when I talk about, you know, pivoting to, when you talk about pivoting to passion, yeah. um, at the beginning of this year, my friend had asked me, well, if you weren't, cause I was telling her about my job and I was bitching and I was like, oh God, I'm just, just yeah. 
my employee and this and that and the other and mm -hmm. it's one salesperson and blah, blah. and mm -hmm. she was like okay I'm just gonna because she's a life coach and she goes I'm just gonna ask you to shut your eyes and imagine what you would do instead and I'd always wanted to be a podcast guest, always the bride or bridesmaid, never the bride. And so I said, you know, right. I would just start a podcast. I didn't even know at the time what it would be about. And this was a conversation we had like two weeks before I got laid off or two weeks oh, before okay. I had that conversation. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was starting to swirl in my head that I was like, if I have time, I will do this creative thing, but what do I want to talk about? And yep. then when I finally had that happen where it goes, I'm going to, I'm going to set you free. I'm gonna set you free. I'm gonna let you find your value where you're valued. You're right. You're right. You're you. You are great and amazing, and and I can't give you what you need in this company mm. in this position, right. um, because it, we're a for-profit company, and I just can't. As great as you are, I can't give you the things that you need. And mm -hmm. and I and I was like, hmm. So that finally happened. Did I die? No. No. Right. Was I sad? Eh, I mean, yeah. I was. It was a bummer, mm -hmm. but. But I, there was just so much uncertainty given we didn't, it, there was grumblings of this virus and this thing. Mm. And, you know, my boss had looked at it like, oh, it's only going to be two weeks. Right. And so it, it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't I'm, been. In, I'm in California. We're still in timeout. Oh, We're wow. literally the socks and sandals of uh, America right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, great. So y'all are still actually kind of locked down for real. Um, yeah, actually. So, I mean, we're not like that. There's a lot of restrictions. They keep okay. closing and opening things. Um, our, our curve has not necessarily flattened. And a lot of that is because um, we are a tourist destination, even though things are shut. Mm -hmm. um, we're seeing it wreak havoc on small businesses. Um, I live in a very diverse, I own a home in a very diverse part of San Diego and East County. Oh, okay. um, where it's a very much melting pot of cultures. There's a lot of Somali refugees, you know, and everyone under the sun of different shades of color. And, right, right, um, right. and um, the small businesses, they're just not doing well. Oh, and man. so it, it's, it's like, right now there is an argument that it's like, why does fast food keep coming in? And, and we're saying that we need money as an, you know, part of San Diego and impoverished, but yet, you know, now this pandemic's happening and it's making it even worse. And so, mm. um, so there's a lot of kind of, of, of I, I work with my improvement council for Lemon Grove, the city of Lemon Grove. Um, and I also um, work very heavily on activism for equality. Um, and that's all issues, anything. Oh, okay. okay. You know? And okay. so yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. I, I've, I've never, you know, I, I continue to, um, you know, work on that and focus on that. And, and, then, and then I also have that spousal piece. And so it's funny when people say, oh, well, you're unemployed. I go, yeah. And they go, oh, so you have all this time on your hands. And I go, no. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. It's, uh, that's the one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. When you uh, work for yourself, it's a grind. It doesn't stop. You just pause. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, I was uh, talking to a friend of mine, which actually the one who's on the last episode mm -hmm. of the podcast. Now, we go way back. And... Um, <laughs> And our paths kind of split, you know. He mm -hmm. ended up, you know, getting his degree and all of that and doing the supply chain manager thing and all of that. And I'm kind of on this entrepreneurial road. I do a yeah. few things. You know, other than voiceover, uh, when I'm not doing voiceover, uh, my wife is a couponer. So we flip nice. what she gets. So we have a store 
that we resell all of that stuff and we have people that shop you know that she shops for you know and uh mm -hmm. just taking their stuff and we just got a store that we're going to be uh you know supplying so so it's been you know it's cool stuff i mean we're not you know like a multi-millionaire uh amazon sellers and that like mm -hmm. that <laughs> but um but everything has been working out really good with that and and i guess that's the thing that i kind of want to talk more about and shed more light on with different stuff mm -hmm. that you know people like you people like me we aren't now granted you know we're not we're not uh out on the yacht like the other guy did mm -hmm. that he did did you see the picture <laughs> of the guy quarantining and he had his drone take a picture of him on a yacht oh and my gosh I was, I was like oh that is not what you do right now this is like some months ago um mm -hmm. but there are people like us that are in the midst of some crazy still pivoting in a good direction now uh because we're kind of actually it's really and this is something else too in the midst of what we said thus far everything that you've talked about up to this point where questions that I was going to ask you, it's really interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> can you tell I do this? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I was just like, wow, because I'm sitting over looking over here because I have another screen. Yeah. Questions over there because I was like, wow, okay, because I look and I'm like, oh boy, we're all the way down here at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. But the only thing that, uh, that we haven't talked about that you hadn't mentioned, which um, would be what is one bit of advice? that you mm -hmm. would give to someone is seeking the obvious happiness that you have right now. I mean, mm -hmm. because because uh, it re it's really cool, too, because, see, you're not just doing, you know, oh, well, I'm no longer a marketing director, but I'm making tons of money. You're making mm -hmm. uh, tons of, uh, how would I like to call it? I'm like, you're making an emotional difference in people's mm -hmm. lives. You're actually helping people for real, as I like to say. Not that businesses don't, but I'm just saying yeah. you're doing a person to person yeah. Yeah. You know, things. You're doing really cool stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I like to always on my personal podcast, which is called Please Don't Kick Me Out, I like to ask this question of how do you define success? And success looks different to every single person. Um, so what's successful to me might be successful to not successful to someone else. Um, and some people measure it in material objects and labels and that kind of stuff. And that feels successful to them. Uh, other people might look at the fact that my husband and I are homeowners in San Diego, which is like, whoa, and, and, you know, but, and be like, wow, that's my, my, that's, I will feel successful when that happens for me. Right. Now for me, real, I feel relatively successful on paper, but what, I, my advice would be is that the best you're ever going to feel is when you wake up every single day and you know that you're on the right path for you. So if you're every day waking up, you're having the Sunday scaries before you're going into your job, you're bringing it home with you, you're feeling every day like, God, they're just going to come in here and kick me out. I just know it. I just know today's the day I'm getting fired. Oh God, if I make this mistake and, mm -hmm. and I would say, you know, it's never too late to start a new career path. My, my, my tattoo artist, Christina, she's in nursing school now because the pandemic has shut down her tattoo shop so many times. She said, uh, fuck it. I've wanted to be a nurse. Right. Excuse my language, but I've wanted oh, to be no, a nurse. I wanted to be an, I want to be a nurse. And I was, and she's like, she's like, I'm all about it. I'm like, wow, good for you. And she's like, I finally have the time. She's like, thanks to you actually, you know, taking time to figure out what you want to do. I now have the time to figure out that. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not making that much tattooing and I don't, you know, it's okay. I'm, I can, I can move on and I go, okay, that's great. Or, you know, I've got friends that this is just like, 
this is this is so my advice is always you know in this pandemic you can be mad you can grieve it everyone's going through it differently just like every spouse is a different family unit a different situation branch to branch but we all have a common thread that we're all in it together military wise think about it in the same way of everyone's going through this pandemic but they're going through it differently so my advice is that therapy should not be stigmatized and that if you have the access there's always a sliding scale if you feel like you cannot afford it and it it's really helpful to have a third party person to talk to um, that's my biggest thing that's been really helpful in all of this is that um, I've, I've been uh, working on my mental health. I've been working, making sure that I'm understanding some trauma I've been through, some things I've been mm-hmm. carrying since I was a child. Oh, um, okay. that's cool. But, that's cool. but it's so you're it, doing nice. self development yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And um, and and then my other piece of advice would be that you know definitely you know close your eyes and kind of picture yourself one year from now or, or, or try to envision what, what would make you happy. And maybe you won't be able to manifest that at, the, in the, at first, or maybe you'll go, oh, maybe I'll start a podcast. I don't know what it's gonna be about, or I really wanna do this creative thing. And the only person standing in your way of doing whatever you'd like to do is yourself. Um, All right. So when you get out of your own way, so for instance, I started a podcast about imposter syndrome, the very thing I was afraid of launching my podcast because I was afraid people were going to go, well, she has nothing to talk about. <laughs> and, and I said, and I said, okay. And I shut my eyes and I clicked, I, I clicked, you know, upload and the rest has been somewhat history. And, um, again, you, you kind of touched on it for me. I feel really good knowing I'm making a difference when someone comes to me and they said, man, I am 56 years old. I listened to this episode. I had no idea that this was how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Now I have a name for it and, and I can actually um, kind of take some advice and research it and figure out how I can start feeling better in my self, self-esteem and self-confidence. And so, um, yeah, I think that that would be my biggest advice is that, um, you know, give yourself some grace as well. Um, mm-hmm. and this is a very hard time for a lot of people and, and, and everyone's going through it completely differently. Some people are still going to work every single day. Other people are unemployed, trying to figure out what's next, trying to make ends meet. But um, I would also say that this year has been really shitty in a lot of ways for people. Really and and, really and my other piece of advice would be, you don't know what someone's going through, so just don't be an a-hole. Mm-hmm. It's really not hard to be a good person, so if you feel like fighting on the internet or you're angry, take a lap, Karen, and you know go mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and, and clear your head because um, there is a lot of uh, negativity in the world and um, yep. you know, you want to bring light and positivity right now. This is true. And you know, I'm, I love everything you just said, you know, um, total agreement. And, uh, and I think a lot of this would kind of, if we would just kind of give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, I mean, everybody has a lot going on. And just like you said, just understand that even though you're having a bad day, that person that you bumped into accidentally, they're probably having a bad day too. Mm-hmm. You know, to just get them the benefit of that, be like, you know what, okay, you know. <laughs> Even when people say something, I mean, I, you know, is I take for granted that people might just be having a bad day. So yeah. they, they just might be having a bad day. So that's, okay. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, because I think it would just alleviate so many things because most of the time people really don't want to go through the extra drama that we usually mm -hmm. see. You know, if you yeah. notice that these instances, they've kind of been escalated and escalated and escalated yeah. and people are kind of like, okay, since we're going there, <laughs> yeah, know, there go. But I'm going to tell you an interesting thing about imposter syndrome. And I didn't really want to dig off into it too much since we're going to talk on yeah. your podcast. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and that's because it's really interesting. I, I call it the show. Mm -hmm. uh, Ooh, and, that's cool. And, yeah, like a performance. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, got it. Yeah, because uh, back in the, uh, at once upon a time, uh, I was in a singing group back in high school. And um, I'm sure you can imagine. But aside from all of that, um, I was in a singing group and I equated it to a show, you know, because when I looked at corporate America, when I was doing the corporate thing, I noticed that it's kind of like, okay, if you do this, that'll happen. If you do, if you know this mm -hmm. person, they can introduce you to the other person who will hire you. Mm -hmm. You know, I started getting jobs before I got the job. It, yeah. If that makes sense. I would be in a meeting and that's okay. The job is this. And, uh, but we're going to give you the job. We still just got to go through the interview process anyway. Just don't worry about all that. We'll, yeah. we're still going to give you the job. We just got to interview everybody else. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but then there's the bad side of it where when they get you the way they want you, they'll keep you in the box. Yeah. Then there's that ceiling that's right yep. there. I call it a show um, because it was like a performance. And it got to the point where I was getting up every day. It was a trip. And sometimes I find myself still doing it. It depends on what I'm about to do. It's like it's showtime. And no, I mean, yeah. I would just instinctively wake up in the morning and be like, oh, okay, it's showtime. You know, I mean, you know, when you're getting dressed and getting yourself together and getting your coffee and your breakfast and all that, I'm like, yeah. okay. And as soon as you get to that, as soon as I get to that building and, and you know, yeah. your little key card to go in that door mm -hmm. or you pull in that parking lot and you see the first person, you know, yeah. you're like, hey, how you, you know, normally you're like, hey, how you doing? But as soon as you cross that parking lot, hi, oh yeah, hey, yep. Jeff, how's it going, man? Oh God, buddy, it was great, you know, da 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 da, da. you know, we got this month in, man, we yeah. got this and this, I mean, and then you just kind of go right. through the proverbial motion. So I call it a show because when it's over, you get home and it's kind of like, okay, I'm away from all of these, you know, people that you don't want to deal with versus yeah. doing, you know, what you're doing now. And uh, yeah. when you get out of that, and it's not a show. You just like what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, like to go back to all of uh, the kind of that conversation when I said, like, I first started out in an advertising agency, yeah. my boss told me, he like called me into his office one day and he's like, you need to be wary of the perception of you around the office. And I was like 22 years old, my first job ever in my lifetime. And yeah. I, cause you know, my parents, my parents, you know, they, they, they said, Oh, school, school, your job is school. And I was like, okay, all right. Nope. right, right and, right, um, right. you know, yeah. and I appreciate, yeah. and I appreciate my parents gave me an education and I use that education to educate others. And I mean, that is, that is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, However, you know, I, I, I didn't know what that meant. And so I took that very, hard because that i was, was like kind of disrespectful that was though, right yeah, that was you like know, your yeah it, it, you? like, basically be wary of how you make me look 
And I, and, and so, and it stuck mm. with me and I've thought about it. I mean, I've brought it up my podcast a few times. I've talked to my therapist about it yeah. and I can pinpoint that being the first time I ever truly felt like an imposter. And oh. I was like, cause I, I've always had a lot of imposter syndrome is trying to fit in. Right. Yep. But, I won't, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but this was the exact moment where I was like, Oh, I don't belong here. This is not where I'm meant to be. Mm -hmm. I need to be worried every time I go into a job that my that my that my gender or the fact that I'm a tiny blonde girl or my age. Now I have to be mm -hmm. wary of what I wear, like and and what I say and how I speak and 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 mm -hmm. it's just like it was just not not the, the ideal situation you would want, and um, and so that's been kind of something that has resonated with me kind of in hearing other people, they've had similar situations or they remember it. Mm -hmm. So the show that you speak of, yes, every day I'd go in and I would be like, okay, today I'm not 22 years old. I am, I'm very, I'm meant to be here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to check my emails. Like I, I'm going to be on it, on it, on it. And mm -hmm. you get home and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's straining and, yep. and it wasn't, it doesn't feel good. Cause you feel like you're putting on a mask and you feel like you have to take that mask off when you get home mm -hmm. and, um, and so I think the most I've ever felt myself mm -hmm. in my career, of course, was in this most recent role because I came into it okay, yeah. knowing what I knew, confident, no one questioned my abilities, but I still had imposter syndrome because I mm. still was like, when are they going to be like, mm, she doesn't know anything. Like, <laughs> Right, right, right. Do they really supposed to do such and such And you'd be like, um, I don't know. I've always done it this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, it's really, I like I said, I just found it when I was looking at your podcast title. I'm just like, oh man, this is really interesting. I've just, I, I, I heard another, um, I can't think of the doctor's name now, um, but I heard another therapist talking about it, specifically mm -hmm. uh, imposter syndrome, and he was going back and forth with a comedian, mm -hmm. and uh, the comedian was, you know, trying to do jokes, and and he was like, well, actually, no. Um, and he said, it's because of this, 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 and this. And the comedian kind of looked at him like, um, okay, you're right. But, you know, and mm -hmm. he was trying to deflect, but it was really just interesting um, how he, how everybody, it's really something that everybody deals with it. And it's, and I think we all deal with, do it for the sake of, we feel like we have to put on a persona because mm -hmm. society has told us we have to have a persona of some sort to mm -hmm. get whatever it is that we're trying to get or to get the proverbial bag as they call it now um yeah. you know uh but to get to the one of the things that i definitely want people to, to get from your story mm -hmm. is that you are truly fulfilled which mm -hmm. is is more than the money because uh, one of the things that I can say that as I start to really get deeper into what I what I'm doing mm -hmm. with voiceover and podcasting and all of that uh, voiceover coach that I went to, uh, he told me, he said, Richard, why don't you just be just double down and just be you? And great advice. I was like and I was thinking in my head because I'm used to the show. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm honestly just kind of saying, okay, so how does this one work? You know, how does this show work? Or how does, you know, what are the parameters? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I was yeah. subconsciously looking for how to 
what is the show what is the performance okay and i'm gonna fit that but it's like no <laughs> don't yeah. do that you know yeah. so even in being in so i said this imposter syndrome is deep and obviously we'll talk about it yeah i'm sure your brain yeah. is probably <laughs> racing now you no, it's all good. <laughs> i talked to him but uh but it's really interesting that even when i'm going into a situation that doesn't require imposter syndrome i was still looking for that fit does that make sense mm -hmm. i was still looking for that puzzle to take apart to say okay well this part is over here this part is over here i can boom i'm right in the middle you know yeah yeah i mean no. it, it's it's hard it's hard because when you're you're like a person like you or myself who are really tapped into who they are and what they're bringing to the table and they know like confidently you're like i've got these things and i've got them and and i have been told i'm very intimidating and it's oh like sometimes like people and i'm like oh, i'm really like you could i could talk to literally anyone like right, but yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. the intimidation comes from but you're just so you're outspoken as a spouse that's not normal who says that's not normal yeah, what the handbook yeah. from the 50s okay like yeah, i don't care yeah, yeah. Well, look, what i say doesn't impact my husband as long as yeah. i'm not breaking operational security and i'm not doing that so right, i right. can say what i want oh does yeah. it make you uncomfortable that i'm going to call out systemic racism and say that's not okay yeah, well yeah, you know so so this feeling like of, my wife she, right. you know, she's this very outspoken as well exactly <laughs> and those things i shied away from because they continued to feel oh so sorry oh no problem oh, my alarm go off i don't know how to turn it off sorry <laughs> oh no you good it's actually not even coming through so that's yeah so your setup oh, is actually <laughs> really good so I, was, I was gonna i was gonna ask you at the end i'm about to say you know if there's a noise going on whatever you I, got hooked up over so there weird oh, i'm so sorry I, I put my do not disturb on and my and my friend facetimed me and i thought it was my alarm and it wasn't going off and i was like what yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, it, it, but it came through my computer because I didn't have my do not disturb my computer. Whatever oh, technology. Oh weird. yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. is yeah. So um, what I was saying is 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 that you know going against that grain and like when you tap into that potential, like it can be really scary for someone who maybe doesn't like themselves, maybe doesn't know themselves, maybe doesn't want to do that journey to get to where they need to be. And mm -hmm. and there's so much power and confidence. And like again, like in terms of advice for your listeners, like. Like just kind of figure out like what makes you you and what is your brand and just bring that to the table every time and eventually it's not going to feel so foreign it's going to feel normal exactly and we can definitely definitely end on that note because um, we try to keep it under an hour because you know yep. people uh people will sign off on you <laughs> 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 this has been great uh but i definitely do want to end off by uh go through and let everybody know where they can find find the podcast which i love the name by the way Please <laughs> thank you it came to me, me on a whim it, it was look because i saw the name of the podcast and i said look even because i'm a i'm a sucker for a title so if a yeah. podcast has a good title i'll at least give it one good listen so yours i was like <laughs> oh i gotta hear this even no matter what she's talking about but go ahead <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it is called Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. I use anchor.fm, which uh, syndicates it everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and every week I release uh, an episode. And uh, if I feel like something's timely, a bonus episode. So Mondays is a regular episode and a bonus episode on Fridays. And they always release at 9 a.m. Pacific. So yeah, available wherever you get your pods. 
All right, great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming to the Two Rich to Miss podcast. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, Bye. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's see. I'm going to stop the room. Stop <laughs> Bye. The room right here for a second. The Two Rich to Miss podcast.